You're listening to a podcast from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sulich shares why listening is important to building a strong marriage. Welcome to Every Nation Canberra. It's nice to have you here. We're here to continue our series on marriage called Love of My Life, where Every Nation, we are here to honor God and make disciples. And a while ago, you were given a booklet. It's called The Great Faith prayer and fasting booklet. This is the second prayer and fasting that we're going to be doing this year, continuing our Great Faith series, and this is just for three days. So I encourage every one of you, we, we as a church believe in the power of prayer and fasting, and this is going to happen on the 23rd, the 24th, and the 25th of July, just in time for our anniversary celebration on the 27th, all right? So go grab yourself a booklet and join us for a prayer and fasting this coming July 23, 24, and 25. We started our marriage series three weeks ago, and last week we talked about making room. Why is it important for us to make room for God in our relationships, make room for God in our marriages? The most important relationship that you'll ever have is not with your spouse, but your relationship with God. And God designed marriage in such a way that the closer you get to God, the closer you get to each other as husband and wife. And the farther you go away from God, the farther you go away from each other, and the more your marriages become weaker. Making room for God in our lives and making room for God in our marriages. That's our prayer and fasting booklet. And today, we are going to talk about something really very, very important. Our third installment on our Love of My Life marriage series is about listening. They say listening is an art, right? It's a skill that needs to be developed. And I must admit, in this room, that I probably am one of the men here are not really good at it, right? But I believe that I can learn and improve on it. Why? Because I believe myself that listening is very, very important to my marriage. And my wife can attest to that because sometimes I can just go, see? <laughs> I don't know. Men, you, you, you'll get your share later. Marriage is a journey that we all take together as husbands and wives, right? For the rest of our lives, whether you like it or not. And many of us think that we're great marriage partners simply because we provide for our wife or for our spouses. We take time out for them and we just, you know, make them feel special. But one thing that we miss, however, is the seemingly undervalued importance of listening to our spouses. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I honestly believe that listening and being heard is crucial in the growth and maintaining a healthy marriage. How many of you sometimes feel that your spouse doesn't seem to listen to what you're saying? We see a lot of wives' hands raised up, right? How many of you feel offended if you feel like your partner or your wife or your spouse is not really interested or paying attention to what you're saying, right? It happens a lot of time. It is important to listen, all right? But it is also important to be heard. This message is as close as it could ever get to me because I feel like I was preaching to myself when I was preparing for this. And I'm sure a lot of men in this room would agree, and women as well would probably uh, agree with us as well. Now, my prayer is that after this message, we would be able to understand 
the importance of the biblical principle of listening, and the value of humility in expressing our thoughts, our feelings to our spouses. But first, here are some very, very interesting facts. Did you know that we humans have five times more capacity to listen than to speak? We have more capacity to listen than to speak, but most of the time we speak more and listen less, right? It's interesting that there's an 80% chance that our minds will wonder while we're listening to someone. How many of you have experienced that? Women, most, most of the time, experience that. You're talking to your husband and it seems like his mind is wandering somewhere, but he's listening to you, right? And what's interesting is that we only retain 30% of what we hear. And we only remember half of that. So we only remember 15% of what we actually hear from, from our spouses. My wife would even ask me, can you repeat what I said? Because sometimes she feels like I'm not listening. And that's like uh, one of the most difficult tests I would have to face because most of the time when she asks that, she knows I'm not listening. So I had to, you know, try to remember all that, all that she said. Seek first to understand, then be understood. Most of us are selfish. Why? Because most of the time we stand in any discussion with this kind of attitude. How can I make you understand me? Rather than putting ourselves in a position where, where we say, how can I lovingly understand you? so that I know what you're feeling and what you're going through. Most of the time, we're just concerned about what we feel, and we value that more than the person we're talking to. Listening is a choice. Remember that. For many of us, listening means, when can I butt in to say my piece? Right? For us, listening is wanting to say what I want to say. It's the other way around. You have to decide you want to listen, and then you have to purposely and intentionally pursue that decision, that choice to listen. It is also interesting that the word listen and silent share the same letters. The truth of the matter is we cannot talk and listen at the same time. You have to remember that. Did you ever realize why God gave us a mouth that we can close and ears that we cannot? Did you ever think about that? We can actually close and shut our mouths, but not our ears. So this must tell us something. The fact is that we can hear better if we are silent, right? We can hear better if we're silent. Mark Twain once said, if we were meant to talk more, then God would have given us two mouths and one ear. And that would probably look funny, right? God gave us two ears and one mouth, and he wants us to use that, those, those elements, those faculties in that ratio, in that proportion. More ears, less talking, right? Listen more and talk less. This is not just a statement that makes sense because it makes sense, but because there's so much biblical truth in this statement. For our word today, let's turn our Bibles to James chapter 1, verse 19. 
If you have it with you, you can open it. If not, let's read it together. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. This is the challenge to Christian listening. Let every person be. No exception. That means not just the husband, not just the wife. It means all of us in this room are involved in this. It's a very simple principle, yet nearly impossible to live. Too often we are slow to hear, but quick to speak, and we easily get angered. This verse gets reversed. So learning to listen well doesn't happen overnight. It has to be intentional. It requires discipline. It requires effort. The Bible says love believes in all things, which certainly means that we give people the benefit of the doubt, right? You give your husband or your wife the benefit of the doubt. Unless we have all the facts, let us not make assumptions about how the other person feels. Don't let your preconceived notions, because we have a lot of preconceived notions, right? And we allow those notions to interfere with our thinking, and it keeps us from giving the other person a chance to express and explain their side. Here's a word of advice. Wise men, when in doubt whether to speak or to keep quiet, give themselves the benefit of the doubt and remain silent. This is saying when you're in doubt, if you need to say something or keep quiet, wise men choose to remain silent. If you are not sure about what to say, then don't say it at all. The Bible says, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. I have always believed that silence speaks more powerfully when our words fail. Meaningful silence for me is better than meaningless talk. When you have nothing to say, then don't say anything, right? Because often we are too quick to judge a person without even listening. Quick to doubt their intentions, quick to jump to our own conclusions, and even quicker to talk, even without knowing the facts. In Proverbs 18.13, it says, If one gives an answer before he hears it, it is his folly and shame. But how many of us speak first even before we hear the other person's argument? It's easier for us to use our mouth first before our ears. We should not look through the eyes of judgment, but through the eyes of love and understanding. How many of us are easy to, so quick to make a statement, right? Quick to react before we even hear the whole story. This verse involves three things. First, to listen intentionally. Second, is when you hear what you've heard and what was said, you process this information in your head. 
And third, you respond to what you hear, not based on what you feel, but on what is right. Let every person be quick to hear. Remember, listening is a choice. It is something that you deliberately and intentionally do. Listen to this. The purpose of listening being more than understood is to understand. We listen so that we will understand. Once we completely hear what our spouse is telling us, then we begin to process that information. Now, the second part of this process is critical because this is where what you hear goes into your mind. And this is where the devil can play his game against you, right? You begin to assume things about the other person. True or not, you don't know. You just assume it, right? In our term, akalako. You begin to think that you're being attacked, so you want to defend yourself, right? You begin to think that your spouse is wrong and you are right, and then you have to make a case, stand on it, and defend it with your life. Your objective in your conversation is to prove you're right rather than to do what's right. This is where we presume we already know what the other person is going to say. You speak like as if you're reading that person's mind and you know what he or she's going to say. And why is this very sad? Because this is where what we feel becomes more important than the other person. You value what you feel more than the other person. And that is sad. This is where response will reveal the motives and intentions of your heart. Your response to your conversation with your wife, your husband, reflects what's in your heart. Sadly, many of us are just too preoccupied with ourselves when we are trying to listen. Instead of concentrating on what's being said, we are too busy trying to form a response or we are too busy mentally rejecting that person's opinion. How many of you have found yourselves in that situation? Your spouse is talking to you. Inside your mind, you're rejecting everything that she's saying or he's saying. That's what happens. You're busy trying to decide how to respond to that rather than listening intently and trying to understand what the person feels. The Bible says, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. And most of us are fools because we're more concerned in expressing our opinion rather than understanding our spouses. You want to be heard. You want to prove you're right. And you're going to defend it to the last breath of your life. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak. If your heart is so puffed up with pride, your only concern will be to grab every opportunity to express your opinion rather than to listen to the person. Be quick to hear and slow to speak. If your heart is so full of yourself, you would choose to dwell in your own anger, right? than to be compassionate, understanding, and forgiving. You're just concerned about yourself, about what you feel. 
Now, the intention of listening is not to reply, but to understand. When you listen to someone, your intention is not to butt in and say your piece, but your intention is to understand what that person is trying to tell you. That's why the Bible reminds us, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is patience, and listening is a test of our patience. When people are quick to speak, it takes, because people, a lot of people are quick to speak, right? And it takes patience for us to hold our horses and not talk back. The thing is, rarely do people begin with the most important things in the beginning. Especially women, they would tell you stories first before they tell you what they feel. So if you stop them right in the middle, or right even before they, they share the, not, the, the meatiest part of their story, you miss the entire point. Because it takes a while for them to develop that momentum to tell you what they feel. But men would just say, I'm angry. Women would, you know, go around and you'll find out that they're angry towards the end. We give them time to progress and not cut them in the middle. And so, and say, so what are you trying to say? And the, reason why, the reason why they're trying to build up that momentum is because you, you really haven't heard what they've said yet, right? If you listen attentively, you wouldn't have to ask that question in the first place. It takes patience to allow them to finish. Men, it takes patience. Remember, patience to allow them to finish first before you speak, right? <laughs> Before we attempt to say anything, and we got a big yes at the back. <laughs> Good listening is an exercise of humility. When you listen, you humble yourself before that person. Arrogant people don't have time to listen. They only hear themselves. And they always think they're right. So there's no point in arguing with that person, right? If you're arguing with your husband who thinks he's right, you wouldn't win that argument, right? In Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 4, it says, In humility, value others above yourself. In humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of one another. There's mutual respect when it comes to marriages and things like this. You know what I learned? Listening can be your ministry. And that's so beautiful. Sometimes what your spouse needs is not an answer. They do not want you to solve or fix their problem. They just need an affirmation. They just need to know that I understand what you're going through. I'm not trying to fix it. Just speak it out, and I'm here to listen. Amen. Yes. I'm preaching to myself here. You know, sometimes... Who they need is just someone who will listen to them attentively. They just need someone to listen. Don't react immediately, especially if you feel like mm, you should have done this. Don't, because they just want you to be there to listen. They don't even want you to say and tell them what to do because they know it already. They just want to express it and vent their feelings. There will be days that the most important ministry that you will ever do is your ministry to your spouse 
and that is when you listen to them, right? When you uncross your arms and just remind them that I'm here for you. You don't have to tell them that they did something wrong or they should have done better. Just open your arms and say, I'm here for you. I know you're angry. It's okay to feel that way. Just embrace them and let them know that you are there for them and that you understand them. That is what the Bible means when it says, be slow to speak, quick to listen. You know, we listen as how God listens to us. And when we listen to others, we are given the opportunity to speak the Word of God into their lives, encourage them, and bring hope in that person's situation. But if you're so full of yourself and you just want your opinion to be heard, then you wouldn't have any time to share God's encouragement for that person. This is a simple biblical principle that is so hard to live. You can repeat this over and over again to your spouse when he's trying to butt in, but then again, it's hard when the emotions are there and you're burning in passion and your wife or your husband tells you, be quick to hear, slow to speak. No, I can't. I'm angry. Forget about that. We'll talk about that tomorrow. It's nearly impossible to live. But the reason we're talking about this is because we need to remind ourselves over and over again. Listening is a choice. We always have a choice to listen but not really hear, or we have a choice to listen and become a channel of God's blessing to that person. You know, a man or a woman who doesn't listen well will end up with a spouse who has nothing to say. Sometimes they choose not to talk at all because you refuse to listen. And if you keep on doing that, you'll end up with a spouse who's mute, who will never tell you what he or she feels because all you can say is that you know better than her or better than him. You don't need any special talent to listen. You just have to be sincere and attentive. It's all about the power of the Holy Spirit over your ego, over your pride. It's about valuing your spouse over yourself. Tell this to yourself over and over again, that I value you more than I value myself. That's what the Bible teaches us. There are a lot of marriages that would have been spared from despair if we just follow this golden principle of listen first, before you talk, and listen more and talk less. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. I'd just like to share this thought with the husbands in this room today. Not because this verse is just for you husbands, but this verse is also for, for the wives as well. But there is so much truth in this thought. When a man can listen to a woman's feelings, Without getting angry and frustrated, he gives her a wonderful gift. He makes it safe for her to express herself. Men, husbands, read this over and over again. When you listen to your wife without getting angry, without getting frustrated, you're giving her a gift. You're making it safe for her to express herself. And the more she is able to express herself, 
the more that she fe feels affirmed, the more that she feels heard, and the more that she feels my husband understands me. And the more she's able to give a man the loving trial, and the more she's able to give a man the loving trust, acceptance, appreciation, admiration, approval, and encouragement that he needs. Can you see the value in this? All you have to do is listen, and you get the love, the trust, acceptance, appreciation, admiration, approval, encouragement. She gives you so much more. All you have to do is just listen and make her feel that I value you and I value your feelings more than what I feel right now. Because what's more important to me is our marriage and our relationship. So the big word today, husbands, listen to your wives. A big amen at the back, yes. You're actually doing yourself a favor if you do that. In our marriages or any relationship, let us listen so that we can understand. Let us speak so that we can bless. The Bible says, let your words be seasoned with grace. Let no corrupting talk come out from your mouth. When you speak to your spouse, it should be encouraging, uplifting, building up. It's not corrupting. Let's speak to bless. And let us not allow anger to take root in our hearts because it breeds the fruit of hatred and bitterness and resentment towards your spouse. This verse doesn't just apply to our relationship with our spouses and to others, but this also applies with our relationship with God. When we are quick to hear and slow to speak, we put ourselves in the right place where we can actually listen and hear God talking to our lives. So I just want to end with this verse from 1 Samuel 3, verse 9. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Heavenly Father, we bless you today. Lord, thank you for reminding us that the most important relationship that we have to nurture and keep is our relationship with you. Here I am, Lord, listening. We want to hear you today, Father God. Our prayer is that we would be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Thank you, Father God, for our marriages. And I speak blessing to every marriage represented here. That we may not look after our own desires, give more importance to how the other person feels more than how we feel. Thank you, Lord, that it's not about us, but it's about you. Lord, I speak blessing over the marriages here. I speak your healing power and restoration to marriages that have been marred and broken by hatred, by infidelity, by indecisions. Lord, we pray that you would restore us to you first, and then you restore us back to our spouses, that our marriages may, be, may bring glory to you 
and you alone. So Lord, as we leave this room today, may this resound in our hearts as we treasure them and keep them. Let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. See you again next week. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at encanbra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanbra.org.